Okay, um, most people, or some people might know that song. It's 3AM by Matchbox 20. Um, the reason I've got that song on for this week's guest is because my guest is young Jake Hawkins. And I guess that song has some significance because he's normally getting home around that time in the morning <laughs> when he should be home in bed being a captain coach. Welcome aboard, Jakey. Thanks, mate. A um, little bit different uh, ones we've done in the past. Um, you are an ex-Group 4 player. Um, but you're still a current player where the, the guys I'm doing at the moment uh, are ex, most of them retired because of old age or just weren't good enough. Yeah, cool. But um, <laughs> you're, you're still playing the game, 30, just turned 30? Just turned 30, yeah, so but, uh, I felt yes. good when you said I'm young, so thanks, mate. <laughs> well, you are, well, you're young to some of us, mate. How's life in general going for Jake Hawkins these days? Um, yeah, I'd say, say good, but challenging, actually, because... Not having footy around is a bit different. It's a, it's um, a bit tough. To, it's um, trying yeah. to fill time in Tuesday, yeah. Thursday. Well, we used to training twice a week and and then playing over the weekend. So all there is is um, work and the horses over the weekend now. Well, uh, you don't mind a bit of a pun, eh? Yeah. You, you've, you've got ownership in a couple. Ah, uh, yeah. Or shares or something. Yeah, yeah. I, and I just got into a new one, so um, yeah, that keeps me busy. Do, do you do any good out of them? I did actually out of the one I had previously. I didn't actually have to pay for it for ages, so. It was good, good now, fun. Now, yeah, your captain coach is single, and we'll get onto that in a minute. Yep. But what's um what's about Jake Hawkins now? You've got a young fella, Ollie. Um, yep. He's four now, five? No, he's actually six. Six? Yes. Yeah, that? That's for a long. Yeah, no. um, but you're living in Newcastle, travelling single. So what do you do for work and that kind of stuff? Just um, well, no, I'm living in Singleton with, okay. with Corey. Um, we've got a got a place in England. So. God, really? Yeah. How dangerous is that? <laughs> well, there's another song you should play. It's about locking doors up. Yeah. Well, that might be with Corey. But... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, move on. Um, no, it's it's been good. I live in England with him, and I actually am travelling to Newcastle for work. Okay. Um, so in mental health as a support worker, um, and I've been doing that for a few years now. So. Um, yeah, I do that. And obviously, when footy was on, we were training twice a week at yeah. Singleton, and, and and that was easier living out there for that. But um, yeah, no, I've just girlfriend? been working. No, nothing. Nothing. No, no girlfriend. No nothing. Just, no. just me. Just for, you. for once. For once. <laughs> um, just on your mental health job, I get. You know, there's a few challenges that seem to go around every year. Yeah. Um, and I see that you know, you generally get involved in most of them, but it'll be a tough industry to to you know to be in. It um, it wouldn't be an easy job. Yeah. Oh, definitely not. No. Um, oh, it's a hard one. Like, obviously, I, I you know it is a big thing for me, and I do try and promote it, and I've got my own. Um, mental health page on Instagram, What Lies Beneath, um, trying to help people. Yeah. I think that it came from like my own struggles and having, you know, not being able to sort of, you sort of mask them and put your wall up. And I think with men in general, that's yeah. what we do yeah. do anyway. Um, but I thought, you know, like stuff that, you know, like what, why do we have to be like that all the time? And, it's, it's not always about depression either, is it? It's not always not no. about sadness. It's mental health is a very wild. Well, it's anxiety and, you know, it's just the mild ones as well. But yeah. like that can lead to bigger things. Um, so, um, yeah, and obviously I'm working in that too. So you've got to deal with clients that are going through that and their behaviours because of that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it is challenging. Now, um Let's talk about your your first grade debut. You're a 17 year old kid. Now, you, uh, did you play much junior footy with Manila? Um, probably sixes. And yeah, sevens. I played all like yeah. that. That age, and you went so. to Farrow. Everybody knows. Well, most yeah. people know that. You went. I was to actually, the f and I was funny enough. I was actually the first kid to play for Farrow before I went to Farrow. 
Okay. Yeah. So, um, was it just uh, run that again? So I was, I was the first person to play for Farrah that wasn't, wasn't actually at Farrah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So I, um, it was Dave Ulrich actually at the time. So, so Barrett, basically Farrah is the roosters of schoolboy football buying players from outside. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but I just didn't get paid on it. This kid can play. We're going to get him here no matter what. Uh, it was that that it was Dave Ulrich actually was was at Farrah. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, he was coaching obviously at minor league and. Um, yeah, I played with them before I even went there, and he he was a big part in getting me to Farrah. But yeah, yeah. that's another, another now, story. Yeah, you made your, your first grade debut at West Lions under the tutelage of Tony Latrusa, had a seventeen year old kid. Just talk to us about that. I mean, like, I know seventeen's young. Yeah. Um, nowadays, you got to be seventeen before you can play first grade at all. But, yeah. You know, the rules have changed a little bit, but so pretty much when you're old enough, you're in there. And throwing in at halfback, so you pretty much had ownership of the team. How did that feel? Like, just talk us um, through. Well, actually, it's it's actually a good question, and I like answering it. I've been asked a, a fair bit about that, and how that affected, well, they say, affected my career, but it didn't affect my career at all. I felt like it that time actually built who I who I am and why I play the way I play because I wasn't that big back then, and you know, I was a little halfback that. Yeah, I didn't didn't mind getting in amongst all the dirty <laughs> yeah. stuff. And, now um, I know you well enough. You weren't. You mightn't have been a big kid, but your ego made up for it. Oh, <laughs> gee, look, that, that, that won't hurt me. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 change, I'll, I'll change. I'll change that word from ego to confidence. Yeah, yeah. that's better. Yeah, your confidence. And, but and look, you know what? As I, a seventeen-year-old yeah. kid taking ownership of a team, you got to be confident, yeah. otherwise you get chewed up pretty. No, quick. I was actually going to be honest anyway. Like that, I was at the. Probably the height of my junior career at that time. Anyway, like I, I felt like I was on top of the world every time I went out and played, and maybe that was yeah, like I was confident, but it actually helped. I had players around me that were like that too, um, and I think at West, yeah, I, I was going really well in the 18s, and that gave me that opportunity yeah. in first grade. And yeah, Chus did throw me in the in the deep end, and we didn't really have a halfback in first grade, so I was playing 18s and backing up for first yeah. grade. Who were the players in that first grade side that probably helped you the most? Oh, probably Nathan Emlin, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, he was sort of the big protector of me. <laughs> uh, he was he was a uh, yeah, big big man and like a good good fellow off the field. But you know, he was my lock, and yeah. if anything sort of happened to me, um, which obviously back then I had you know Pete Wenner and uh, blokes like that that didn't mind roughing me up. So, yeah. um, which was probably good though. Like it, you know, yeah, you realise what first grade's all about when people are doing that. I guess with football, um, especially when you're playing seniors, yeah. age is no barrier like that. You know, you can't say he's a kid. You got to look after him. You yeah, know, you can't hurt him because he's a kid. You're playing first grade. You're playing first grade. Yeah. There's no age on. Well, that was, and that, you say that that's exactly right because we played Norse at Norse and. I remember, um, obviously, because everyone knew that I didn't mind being a bit of a grub, so <laughs> they threw me in the deep end again, and I was, we were playing North, and Matty Parsons actually had a bad knee, and um, they, everyone was like, come on, you'll twist his knee, you'll twist his knee, so I did that, and that's actually what Parso said, I don't give a F how old you are, <laughs> if I get you, you're dead, <laughs> and that was when I thought, well, you know what, like, I'm playing first grade now, like, I've got nowhere to hide, so. It is one of my biggest bugbears with the game in regards to, you know, when we bring kids, well, we're players in the grade, and they say, you know, he's a kid, he's a kid, well, when you take that paddock as a first grade footballer, you're no longer a kid, well, no, if yeah. they're not ready, you don't put them out there, and that's, that's on, you know, for me, that's on the coach, Yeah. 
which we're doing that if the kid's not ready. And yeah. you know, sometimes it happens. Sometimes out in the adult, you know, yourself, Adam Lee was another young kid that come through mm. um, that handled it, you know, with, with ease. Now. Yeah, but I was quite lucky in that too. Like I even had, you know, Jeff Sharp was still playing then. Well, he's well, stopped so, playing a couple of years ago. Sharp. Well, you know, and he was probably forty then. <laughs> but uh, no, I had, you know, I had blokes like that around me too. So it was like another coach out there. So I had a lot of help, and yeah, even when I felt like I was running the side. It was a bit easier for me having yeah. bikes like that out there. So, but yeah, it was actually a good, good time in my footy career. Now you saw that you left West Lions and you went down to um, to the Storm yes. in, in two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. um, and you were there till two thousand and eleven yep. in the under twenties. Yeah. Um, how much different was that to the to the bush footy? I know it's it's twenty, so you would have only been like eighteen, nineteen playing under twenties. Mm. Um, just. I mean, I've never been there. I've never done that. Like yeah. Most of these people that listen, just the pace and the professionalism, the you know, the toughness. Was there much different going from from group footy first grade to under twenties? Because in age you're going back. Yeah, yeah. But in speed and toughness, you're probably going up. Yeah. You know, so it, was there a big step? Um. <laughs> yeah. I sound. I probably sound a bit of an asshole here, but not not for me, no. But the hardest thing for me was um, actually. So you, you leave your group or, you know, your comfort zone at the top of the table. Like, you know, I was obviously 17, playing good footy, playing first grade at a young age. Everyone's talking about you at home. You go down there, you're, you're the little fish in the big pond. So your, your ego and your confidence has to come back a bit. And that's the hardest thing because you go there so confident of how you've been playing and you're around 20 other blokes that are in the same position as you yeah you're not that person anymore well you've got to try and gain their respect and that's confidence right because yeah. locally people know you like they that's know what right. you can do so they okay jake wants me to do this i'm gonna do that but down there you've got to try and win them over that's again. right and probably a bit like going to a new club well you know, yeah like singles that's right but we'll get yeah. on to that um so was, was the pace much different um yeah yeah it was actually like it was fast yeah um obviously you know you're out there playing with 18 19 20 year old kids and yeah, and that's I think that's sort of what you've seen as in the twenties comp anyway. There was high scoring games and um, yeah, it was really quick. Yeah, in uh, you won the under twenties title twenty four twenty two over the Tigers. Brad Arthur was your coach, so it wasn't long after that 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 Arthur became the coach of Parramatta. Mm-hmm. What was he like as a coach? I mean, you've had some good ones in your time. You're now a captain coach. Yep. Um, what was he like as a coach? himself like um, obviously you won the comp so you yeah. had some handy players but a coach it, plays a part in that yeah, yeah it's crazy but he's actually like another Craig Bellamy um and obviously he was you know part With of the sprays Bell- yeah but no just just their persona and the, the way they go about their business but Brad was um he was challenging but it wasn't you know too far like he, he knew what he wanted out of you so he would just straight to the point this is what I need this is what I want if you don't do it this is what's going to happen and then would never shy away from anything that he'd, he'd laid down. So now you you were in the Storm um, first grade squad. Yep. For a little bit. What what happened there? Because you in two thousand and twelve you went to Cronulla. Yeah. So sort of what happened that you know you're in a Storm first grade squad, train on squad. Um, so at some stage you're probably going to get a look at a, a first grade NRL yep. game. Yeah. But what sort of happened from there to two thousand and twelve that you went from there to, to Cronulla? Because you played um, wasn't twenties with Cronulla, was it? No, I was in the um, reserve grade. Reserve grade. Yeah. yeah. So sort of what happened there that you know you were you know the Storm no longer wanted you to, that you had to look to go to Cronulla and then on to St George in two thousand and thirteen. Yeah. Well, it sort of the, the story. Melbourne obviously went down as a halfback um, and 
as most people know, around here, my game was defence, so I was sort of creeping in and I got changed to be a hooker down there. So that sort of put me on the back a little bit more because I had Cameron Smith and Ryan Hinchcliffe, Roy Cost Jason, blokes like that that were already, already playing nine in front of me. So, you know, I had to start again, which was another challenge, which I, which was good. Um, yeah, and obviously after the 20s, I had 2009, 2010, um, and in those times, I was sort of part-time training first grade, then 2011 was the first grade squad. Um, but yeah, it was just a constant battle having three good players in front of you. But I learnt so much. Like, yeah. I learnt a lot. I did heaps of hooker stuff with those guys. Um, they're, they're three decent names. Obviously, Cameron Smith is the biggest. Do you stay in touch with any of the boys much? Uh, I, I haven't for the last couple of years actually but like I've, I've seen I actually ran into Cameron Smith um, like two seasons ago they had a game in Sydney and funny enough you don't think that they would remember you and he walked up and said g'day and we had a conversation it was it was quite like humbling to yeah. be honest um, and it's good to you sort of then you think back on the time that you had with him I know um, a lot of people so, yeah. don't like Cameron Smith but he's, he's probably my favourite player yeah. yeah and I know they, they whinge about him manipulating the referees but it's all part of the game for me if you get away with it you get everyone, away. everyone doesn't like people that have a voice and, and <laughs> that are right <laughs> now in uh, 2015 and 2016 you played in the Illawarra comp with, with Dapdo yep um, what you probably deem a semi-professional league or a professional league um, yeah I'd probably say semi because like that's you got a fair few ex NRL boys and that that are playing in that now. Um, that year that I went there, they signed uh, me, Joel Reddy, um, Keith Lalea, and all blokes like that. Um, uh, Mick Henderson actually. So there was a few, yeah. a handful of us that had been in systems. Went back to that day. So um, yeah. yeah. So we're still playing in that at that standard in those comps. You're still under the the radar, so to speak, of the NRL clubs. Well, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still a good standard to be in. It's, um, and you won the comp in 2015. What were you playing? Half, hooker? Uh, <laughs> uh, I started in the halves. We we had a bit of a lack there. I started there. Um, and then we actually ended up having Blake Wallace, who ended up playing 5'8". Um, and he's over with Toronto Wolfpack now. But, um, yeah, I ended up playing nine for the majority of the year and played that in the grand final. And, yeah, it was actually what, a really what's, good year. Um, what, what's your preferred? What's your favourite? I won't say favourite position because you might think we're on another conversation. So what's your preferred rugby league? Jesus. <laughs> um, well, I preferred rugby league. I would have to say nine. Um, but as I've got older, funny enough, it probably... Oh, as I've got older and become a coach, a captain coach, I'd say seven because I'd probably say maybe I'm, because of the control factor. I'm going to disagree with you because I watched you play 13 with the Sharks. And I reckon you're. A, I reckon you're a perfect thirteen. Yeah, my, my whole family a says a, a, bit of, a bit of everything. You can dip in the nine if you need. You can be a you know a ball player and a, and a, a you know mm. catch and pass or you know, if you need. And mm. if you need to have that hit up, and it's not like you're a small man. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, so yeah, but you know the right you know the, the right lines and angles are on. I, I think yeah. For for years, my actually our grandfather used to say it. Um, Pop John, who you would have met, um, yeah, he used to say it all the time that I, he thought I should play lock and yeah. I actually never did with any of the teams that I was with but he used to always say that too so I would probably say off record even though it's on record I'll probably play there this year for yeah. Singleton I have actually thought that and had discussions with my brother Corey about it um, as he um, will probably take the nine jumper off me 
But um, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. But just because you, you, you got a fit nine down there. <laughs> I've just been looking at Corey sitting here on the lounge. He could probably play front row. <laughs> Him with Dylan. Um, no, but like just to your question, though, it would be halfback, and I think that's because when you you're a captain coach and you and you have plays or you know a structure that you want, and if you're playing seven, it's easy to manipulate yeah, that to happen. Yeah. Um, so. So yeah, 2007, yeah. you come back to North for, I think, a bit of a cameo, two, two or three games, and you, you yeah. head off down to Maitland. And if my memory serves me you know, correctly, I think you're, you're sort of, you know, he had hunted to a point by the Knights. So yeah. you had to be yeah. playing in that Maitland, sorry, in that competition down there, that standard of footy. Yeah. Um, did that lead to anything? Because I think you only played three games here that year, was it? 2007? Yeah, I only started off. And I was in it, to be honest, I was in a bit of a, a lull, should I say, in my life. I didn't know what I really wanted. Um, yeah, sort of come and yeah, a bit of obviously issues with my ex-partner at the time, and now, um, and at the time. Um, so I came back here, and then, yeah, I did. I got an opportunity to go back to Newcastle and try and relight the candle or, you know, ignite the flame. But, um, yeah, I took that, and it was good. It got me back into sort of that footy positivity and working towards something. I just was the development score with Knights, and then yeah, you had to fall back into a into a side, and um, yeah, obviously mates with Dane Tills, and he was going yeah. out, he was going out to Maitland, and um, yeah, he said, why don't you come play out there? So I did that. Now we'll touch you know, a little bit on your port because um, that was the first time you captain coached. Yep. Um, it's a totally different ball game, coaching, captain coaching. Mm. Um, just talk us through the you know the, the, the difficulties that you go through, the problems, because as a coach, you know. You're thinking about the game seven days a week. You're thinking, why why hasn't Corey, my, my little brother, made that tackle? Why can't he get there? So, you know, why can't this bloke get to this position? Why can't they understand this? So, you, you're constantly thinking about the game. Whereas as a player, you just rock up and play. Yeah. Um, as a young fella, mm-hmm. taking on, well, you won't, you would have been, what, 28? Mm-hmm. So, you're probably not young as a captain coach, but it's your first time in the coaching scene. How, how was that? Um, for me, it's like, like I'm a very competitive player just for that. So, and I've always held people accountable on the field and been a little bit vocal, but I guess that's in the positions I've played too, being like a halfback hooker, you sort of have that. So that was hard. Um, yeah, obviously, like you just said, touching, you know, why aren't people doing that? And you go, you see that as a player perspective, but also you're out there as a coach. So, yeah, that was the, I reckon that was the hardest, to juggle the two jobs. So, yeah, you know, you're a coach of the side, but you're also a player in that side. Now, as a, as a first-time captain coach... Um, you dealt a bit of a blow that year. They took six competition points from you. Yeah. And, and I think you had to come from sixth spot to win the comp. So you won something like 12 games in a row? It was, no, we we, yeah, we did go back to, to six. So it was like second last or yeah, down the bottom. So we were sitting fourth. Um, we got into a, a fight one game and somehow the video didn't make the judiciary. So um, You got into a melee. Yes. A melee. Yes, and um, <laughs> that that video didn't make the judiciary, so they took six competition points off us. So it was probably at the second half of the year, back end of the year, so it was just the worst timing. Um, so we went back to yeah the sixth place, and again being the coach at home, racking your brain, thinking like, how the hell are we going to fucking do this? Um, well, I remember I worked, we had a couple of conversations about it. Yeah, it was... I worked it out like I think it was we had to go seven in a row to win the comp. So six to get to the grand final, yeah, seven, seven to win it. So I went to train and didn't worry about six. I said seven. 
because <laughs> I wanted to win it. So I said, oh, we need to we need to win seven games in a row. Yeah. So as a first-time coach, it was a tough gig, you know, like yeah. to take that on and you know to comprehend that and come up with, with plans and yeah. to get there. Yeah, I was I was quite lucky. Um, you know, obviously it's a massive achievement. Still, honestly, probably the best thing I've ever done in my footy career. Like the story is amazing. Um, but I was lucky enough to be able to draw to back to players that I'd when I went there to get out of retirement. Mm-hmm. So I had Dave Geary, Matty Shipway, Joey Cudmore, yep. you know, Luke Sprague, folks like that, that came back, um, which was awesome. And like, I, you know, sort of lent on them a bit as, as well. Um, yeah, but yeah. We're gonna jump a couple of years because I reckon that will run number two to this year. If we get on the paddock, mm-hmm. um, which that's still up in the air, which we won't get into because it's too political for this podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> it'll be that you're, you're captain coach in Singleton. That's been well publicised. Mm-hmm. But it'll be the first time you've played with your two brothers. So I reckon that'll be the number one achievement in your football career. Oh. If, if you get that, you know, if you don't do it this year, you'll probably certainly do it yeah. next year. Yeah. Um, depends if Corey stops growing or not, I guess. Yeah. And he can stop waddling and start running. <laughs> but um, but that, that'll be, you know, if you get to do that, that'll be a great achievement other than that. Yeah, hand, hands down, definitely. Definitely. Um, obviously, like I've played with Dylan at, at Norths mm-hmm. and um, they've played together at Norths when they were juniors. But yeah, I've never never actually taken the footy field with Corey. So, and we've also all never gone, obviously, together. So, yeah. yes, definitely that would be my greatest achievement, win, lose, or draw, just to be able to I play a game. I so. might even shed a tear that day. Oh, well, well I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but if we if we went on to win the grand final yeah. together, that nothing would ever ever be, nothing would ever beat yeah. that, and yeah. that's on a rugby league level. Like nothing could ever beat that. I could never do anything in my footy career that would beat that. So yeah. that is obviously our goal, and that's our family goal. Our three boys. So Dill's Deal, just become a dad again. Yes. So congrats yes. to Dill and Rod. So. Two girls. I don't know if I should congratulate him, but no, anyway, two, that that's upstairs paying him back. <laughs> yeah. You have girls, you're getting paid back. Guarantee you, Rod. <laughs> Okay, now who's been your, the biggest influence on your footy career, like your footy? It's it's weird because you're one of them, um, <laughs> and you're asking me that question. Um, I've actually had a, I've actually been lucky enough to have a, a, a few though, um, in all different aspects. I'd say I'll speak about you first because that's that's the hardest one. Uh, with you, I guess we're mates as well, so it's been on that level. Um, I could have asked you questions outside of footy as well, so which has helped footy, and then obviously footy questions as well. Um, I don't think many people would know, but you were the, actually the one that selected me in polling all those years ago. So, um, yeah, that was... That was, uh, that was only because your mum kept pestering me. I don't know, I think you were pestering <laughs> mum. <laughs> no. That, anyway, um, moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Marty... G'day, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marty Moore. Obviously, when I went to Farrah, he was huge. He was huge for me. Um, and obviously, he'd been at that level. Um, so he was a really good coach, and he'd played at West Tamworth as well. So he you know, could could see where I was going. He was actually a boat that turned the blind eye when Farrah um, made the rule of yeah, not being able to play yeah. for West outside of footy. It's interesting you say that about Marty because Tommy Leroy said the same thing last week. So, yeah. you know, obviously, Marty's a great mentor. Yep. Yeah, as a as a football coach and stuff like that. So good yep. man, Marty Moore. Yeah, it definitely is. But there's a, another one too, probably Richard Ingram actually. Oh, Ringer. Yeah, he um he, probably the most yeah. honest person in the rugby league world. Yeah, I, I grew up with. Well, yeah, he 
was around from my a young age, so he's yeah you know, friends with Mum and Mick, and he sort of was like another father figure there for a while. Um, so yeah, I've been lucky enough to have a few a few of his. Now in life in general, who's been an influence on your life? Oh, obviously my mother. He's um, the probably the biggest one. Um, you know, obviously as a young age, my father passed away, so it was only me and her, and um, yeah, and I think the person she has shown me she is and what she's done for me, and obviously now the two other boys, I think that's something that you sort of can't ever forget. Yeah, beautiful person, your mum. Um, any regrets for, with your footy? And I know you played the 20s a bit and you got into that, that night, uh, sorry, into the, the storm first grade system. Do you have any genuine regrets? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, oh, oh, fuck, I've had them. I have them all the time. I think everyone has regrets, but I had massive regrets, and I think that's sort of why I was a bit of a, a bit of a journeyman there, going for here, there, and everywhere, chasing something because it was it was something I always wanted. I never went on schoolies, left school straight to a preseason, spewing instead instead <laughs> of singing piss. But um, yeah, I think it's because of how much I put into it and how much I wanted, but. Yeah, I have to. I will have to mention Scotty Blanche. He was obviously a, a, a mate of mine going through that, and we parted ways. He went to Manly. I went to Melbourne, and I had a conversation with him during the time of you know we'd sort of been through the system, and I was still chasing it, and he he wasn't. He just accepted what it was, and he said to me, "Mate, like you've done enough. Like you know, just accept that you've you got there, and and you were good enough to get there. You know, like." whatever happens happens you know yeah. it, it, there's a reason we, we, we didn't make it um you know let's just accept that we made it to that level and that should be enough and that's what i was like Fuck, yeah maybe that's right like why yeah. am i chasing something when i'm 26 28 when i'm probably past it now you know so yeah i struggled there for a while and i still regret things now i think that's just individual game well, you, know, you touch on it i think everybody has regrets yeah. of some sort you know, if we... you, yeah but that might just be my individual game or what i didn't do here and what i should have done here why did you get sent off for a fight? <laughs> You've been at a few clubs um, at different levels. Yep. Give us one footy story that's nice and clean for the oh, show. Jesus. If you've got one. Corey's in the background laughing. Um, I, I probably, it's good that I could, I've got a, a heaps of stories <laughs> uh, being with different, gr- yeah, different groups and that. But, um, oh, jeez. Obviously, the, the footy story would have to be the you know, the Port Sharks story. That's a good story about like you know the where you started and what happened and where we ended up. Yeah. Um, but now there's been a fair few good Mad Mondays um, or Mad Mad Weeks <laughs> and the outfits that blokes wear. But I don't, I, don't, know. I don't know what it is with footballers or blokes in general. All of a sudden, want to put a dress on. Well, I've done yeah. that. And 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 look, it's it's comfortable. I did. It, I, I dressed up as. Um, What's time the joke? Yeah, you know, the Joker. Yeah. But the you had that nurse outfit. Yeah, yeah. And funny enough, it was 2015 actually grand final. I'd snapped my meniscus in the game, so my knee locked at the right angle. And they tried to like snap it after the game, and my knee blew up, and I couldn't actually walk. So I had crutches, and I was dressed as the Joker. <laughs> so I had like face painting. Obviously, been on it for three days, mm. walking around on crutches with the knee the size of my head. So. That was quite a story, actually. Um, if you weren't playing footy, what other sport would you be playing? Uh, cricket, I'd say. Um, that's yeah, another thing I 
was struggled with at a young age. I was playing both, and my manager at the time, Todd Buckingham, actually gave me a spray with mum and said, what the F do you want to do? Do you want to be a cricketer or a footballer? You've got to give one away, and that obviously that's what I had to, had to give away, but that was also another good thing to look back on. I was lucky enough to we could keep the Josh Hazelwood there for a few years in the juniors, so now he's... Now he's here after the he's next um, Glenn McGrath. Glenn McGrath and, and so. going well. Um, tell us something that people won't know about you. <laughs> um, I'm very emotional. Corey's <laughs> 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 not, so you cry a bit. Um, Nothing wrong with a good cry. Nah, like, obviously that's what, yeah, I think only the people that you let in to see that I think everyone can relate to that though that's why I'm happy enough to say that and that's why I do what I do with mental health is because I think um, it's more in men though we we try and be tough when toughness isn't about our emotions I don't think toughness should be about you know sport you know things like that or not really but you know how we can deal with adversity it shouldn't be about who cries and who doesn't cry you know we all have feelings and things affect us in a different way but yeah, I'd, say, I'd probably say that. I, I put up a good tough wall, but really, I'm a bit, I'm a big softy and maybe a little yeah, bit romantic. It's good to see that girls. side of you, and it's good for it open. It's good that you know we get to see that. Yeah. Um, who was your footy idol when you were growing up? Um, I moulded my junior career around Brad Fittler. He, um, I loved him. He was, yeah, I, I still. He's my he's my go-to man. I think he's awesome, and he, and now he's sort of showing that I reckon now too, with um, what he's doing in the NRL. Yeah. And, yeah. Who was your sports idol growing up? Yeah, or in general. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I was so footy though. I was yeah, so fo- footy. I, I was a real big footy head, and I probably still am, and that's why I'm still playing. I'm still coaching. I just love it. We're only 30, so you've got a couple of years to Yeah, go. yeah, yeah. But it's a bit different now. <laughs> now, I've got um, three questions mm-hmm. that you can take a little bit of time to answer. And then three quick fire ones where you can't. you just got to bang out. Okay, so the three. Uh, Prime Minister for a day, what would you change? Oh, fucking hell. Um, oh, Prime Minister for a day, what would I change? Oh, access to money. For the elderly, mm. I think they give money to foreigners and stuff more so than the people nice, that I, nice I think answer. deserve it. Uh, if you won a million dollars, what would you do with it? Oh Jesus! Um, there'd be flights booked <laughs> um, to the Melbourne Cup somewhere. Yeah, there'd be flights booked somewhere good, and that'd be fun. and I'd yeah probably to Vegas. <laughs> Got call Dylan and Corey, my brothers, up and say them to drop their lives for a bit and away we went and <laughs> have a party for a bit and then obviously buy houses and stuff but yeah, yeah. it'd be it'd be spent pretty quick well the price of houses you might only get one or two that's right yeah. now uh again you played in a few few different teams and clubs who's been the biggest pest biggest pest oh, i live with one of them at the moment Corey, but i haven't played with him so we'll leave that one um biggest pest you know what? I have to. I didn't play. I actually did play a few games with him, and it's funny that I can say this. Actually, Brett Finch, um, he, when he came to Melbourne, I was playing a few reserve go games with him when we um, linked with the Sharks, and I used to have to travel with him from Melbourne to Cronulla on the plane, and 
fucking hell. He was the biggest pest. <laughs> but good value as well. Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah. All right, now you've got five questions and you're allowed to think about it. You've just got to bang them out straight up. Okay. And then we're done, all right? Okay. Okay, beer or bourbon? Uh, beer. Blonde or brunette? Blonde. <laughs> pie in a can of Coke or beer and a steak at the footy? Oh, pie in a can of Coke, actually. Okay, celebrity crush? Um, what's her name? Johansson? Scarlett. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, okay. Favourite Mad lips. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Was she in the movie Joker? I don't Was know. The, the bunny or something? Anyway, because oh, yeah. um, it meant to be quick answers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Favourite superhero? Um, Superman. Superman, beautiful. Thank you, Jogie Hawkins. Thanks, mate. Pleasure having you on the show. Awesome, and that's nice on. to see you open up a little bit, brother. Thank you, mate. Thanks, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you next week.